You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 198. Today, I'm going to share all the weird woo-woo stuff I do that helps me manifest epic sh**. So, stay tuned. I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast. It's Monday, a whole new week, five new days of infinite possibility await you. You should be pumped. You should be excited. You should be grateful that you're an entrepreneur, not that you have to do these things. I hear it all the time. I got to. I have to. You're creating your own prison. Get to because you chose this. Choose it again. Okay, so today I got an exciting episode, an episode I've been wanting to share for a while. In a moment, we're going to get into all the, the weird woo-woo stuff that I do in my business, in my life, personally. Uh, I get a lot of questions like that. That's what they coined the Wedmore Woo. That's their words, not mine. I didn't call it the Wedmore Woo. <laughs> That's yours. We're going to get into that and a lot of the practices and things that I do that work for me, whether it's in business or just like life in general. But before we get into that, I am really excited to feature you on this podcast. You see, this podcast, you, you notice we bounce around from business and tactical left brain tactics and strategies, and then we bounce over into this, the, the land of like spirituality and something bigger, something bigger than just you operating in a 3D world. And that gets me really excited, really passionate. And there's another 200 episodes that I've got inside of me to explore those conversations and those perspectives with you because it's made a difference in my life. It's made a difference in the lives of so many of our listeners and our students, and it's going to make a difference in your life as well. But here's something really exciting we want to do. I don't just want all these synchronicities and miracles and stories to be coming just from me. You see, if we want to get this message out to more people, people are going to need more proof more evidence. And that's where you come in. We've already had a bunch of people do this. So thank you for everyone already. But when you head over to jameswedmore.com forward slash your story, there's going to be an opportunity for you to share your synchronistic story, your manifesting story, any miracle that's happened in your life that is beyond coincidence that just can't be written off as, oh, that's just a coincidence, right? Because I don't believe in coincidence. I used to not no more. And there's so many people that will scoff and write this off as coincidence. But if we can create an entire episode that inundates people with miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle, and we get this episode out to as many people as possible, because this podcast keeps growing and growing thanks to your support, then I think we can really do some cool stuff out there. And that's going to take your help. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear your story. You know, I've shared a ton of stories like actually this one I haven't shared was about a year ago. I'm reading a book and the book was was about synchronicities and the beauty of synchronicities in your lives and what that proposes that that could mean for you. And in the book, he's telling a story about a rainbow, not even joking. And as he says the line about the rainbow and the paragraph ends, I I'm walking on the beach and I look up and sure enough, there's this massive rainbow across the sky and just like chills go down my, I'm like, are you kidding me? That's amazing, right? There's miracles all around us. 
And we can choose to ignore the magic that's happening in our lives or we can choose to see it. And your life just becomes so much more rich and fun and exciting when you do that. Why wouldn't we want to do that? And why wouldn't we want that for more people? Like the people, like our spouses and our friends and our the rest of our family who are like, you know, they need this, but it's like, oh, it's not my job to, you know, so send them here, right? But I want to hear your stories. There's the story of how I met my wife, which was so random. I mean, so friggin' random. I'm at a restaurant and I bump into my little sister. And all of a sudden, I was like, what are you doing here? I've never seen you at this place before. And she's like, oh, I'm on break from my yoga practice. And she goes, hey, next week I'm going to a yoga retreat. You should come. And I was like, hey, no, thank you. And she goes, no, really, it'll be fun. It's in Ojai. And when she said the words Ojai, it was like a lightning bolt just dropped like through my body. And again, I got those chills. And the reason why I did is because moments earlier, I heard two other people two completely different people. They weren't talking to each other. They didn't know each other. Two different people at this restaurant referenced the word Ojai. Now, some of you guys know where Ojai is, about four hours north of me. I would have never gone to Ojai on my own. But when I heard it three times in three minutes, I knew I needed to go. Why? I didn't know. That's where I met my wife. Person that I'm madly in love with and spending the rest of my life with. Because I chose to see that as a sign. And it was a miracle. Could you start to imagine if I didn't follow those signs? Now, are you following those signs? Chances are you have begun to. But what are you denying yourself when you deny those signs? And what about all the other people in our lives that we care about that aren't paying attention to any of this yet? Can't we help them? I know we don't want to waste our energy trying to convince somebody to believe something or believe a certain way. But my vision is that an episode full of all of your stories will just be, it'll be like the domino effect. It'll just inundate them with story after story, proof after proof, evidence after evidence that magic is there and this stuff is real. And it's, we're not just the crazy ones. I mean, they can call us crazy all they want. That's fine with me, but it works. So you got four minutes to share. You can share as many as you'd like, You can share your best one. You can share little ones, big ones, anything. I can't promise everyone's going to be chosen. And I've already had a lot of people that have. So thank you. And I don't know how many more times I'm going to give this call to action. So don't wait because we've already got a lot. And as soon as I feel like we've got a good number, I'm going to start editing this episode together. And I'm really excited to share it. Okay. But I'm looking for as many as possible. Please take the time. Any story like thinking about money and you found a coin on the street to how you met your spouse. I've told the story of our dream home and how we did this whole manifesting exercise and we set the date for December 1st and we found the home on December 3rd. I know two days off, right? But pretty close. All right. Pretty close. So that's my huge call to action for you. Take a moment, go to jameswilmer.com forward slash your store. Make sure to put the WWW in front. I don't know. Technology won't work otherwise or something. And thank you. We'll feature you in the show notes and uh, link it up and, you know, make sure you get some credit for sharing your story. Okay, cool. We're all going to do that. Awesome. All right. So here's what we're going to do today. I get a lot of requests and questions and curiosity about James's woo woo schedule and routines and habits. So we're going to bounce around and I'm going to share some, maybe all but some today with you. And I'm really excited to do that. But before I do that, I want to share 
like what I'm just inspired to share on this episode. And before I share that, I'm actually going to share how and why I have something inspired to share. You see, that's actually, it kind of all connects together, really, is that before I get on a podcast, a Facebook Live, or before I'm getting interviewed or speaking on stage, I'm getting into a state of receiving. And I do that by asking questions. And so I'll ask, what does my audience need right now? How can I best serve them? How can I best support them? What do I need to tell them? What do they need to hear? And I just kind of ask those questions and from a place of, I don't know. And you see, so many people are so fixated on the I don't know that nothing can come in. I don't know is a no. It's like slamming the door on someone who's trying to give you a gift before they've even gotten the door. And so we must learn to get comfortable and okay with not knowing. Not knowing is one of the most beautiful things ever. Why? Because when you think you know, you've pinched off all other answers, all other avenues, all other possibilities. Not knowing is the best because then anything can come in. It's like trying to paint your masterpiece on a canvas that's already full of paint. How's that working for you? But what if you could start with the blank canvas? I don't know. We could put anything on this canvas. Anything's possible. So that's what I do. But when you're so stuck in your fear and worry and concern and is it good enough? Will they like me? Am I smart enough? Are they impressed enough by me? And I hope this is the best and blah, blah, blah. Or I don't know. You're showing up out of this fear and worry and anxiety and nothing will come in. But here's the truth. They don't need your crap. They don't need your fear. They need you. And so many people are asking How can I build a following? And why is no one following me? Because no one wants to follow the person full of fear. We follow those in which we aspire to become, not those that are just like us already. They will follow you when you have and you take the courageous steps. And courage is about doing something even when you're full of fear, despite the fear. But when you're in fear, you're not giving them any of what they actually want or need. And you're not helping yourself either. So I get that stuff out of the way and I see what comes in. And one of the things that came on this morning was this. So I'll just jump into it. Here it is. Have you ever wondered or considered like, all the gurus that you look up to, all the leaders, all the experts, that the reason all of them keep shouting from the top of their mountain, just do it, you know, like the Nike slogan, just work harder, just hustle, just take action, take massive action. And you're sitting there going, but I can't, but, 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 but have you ever considered that the reason they're doing that is because they can't see the unseen forces that are holding you back. They can't see the unseen forces that are holding you back because they don't have those unseen forces. Now it's not that they didn't ever, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but the reason they're at the top is because they don't have those things that are holding them back. And when you don't have those things holding you back either, then what if taking action becomes easy? It becomes simple. It becomes the natural way in which you are and how you show up. But here's the thing, until we heal those parts of you, the parts of you that 
want to keep you safe, the part of you that objects to your goals, the part of you that's afraid of failure, afraid of rejection, the parts of you that are unaligned, until we become 100% aligned, you can take that advice all day long. But if it hasn't worked so far, how do you think it's going to work for you moving forward? And that's why I say, and you've heard me say, no amount of hustle, you know, alignment is the new hustle, right? No amount of hustle is ever going to compensate for this lack of alignment. And this lack of alignment really comes down to resistance. When there's a part of you that objects or is counter to the results you want. And I'm hoping that today's conversation about some of the woo-woo stuff I do can help soften and heal that for you. So I want to get into this with you and see where it goes. So the first thing that came, I just wrote down some notes and this is going to be a very casual episode, but the first thing that came up for me is this idea of harmonizing. And that's really like step one after I get clear on what I want. It was very easy for me to teach you how to create goals and structure around where you want to go and where you want to end up right? Especially in business. We can talk about sales and number of customers and how much monthly revenue. And once we've done that, one of the invitations I'm going to invite you to to do is to harmonize with that goal or outcome. Now, what do I mean by that? I, I love this word and I love this idea. And harmonizing with it is about, you've heard me say before, F the how for now. Harmonizing is like, Getting to know this goal, almost like this is this intimate partner, this beautiful like mate that you've just met. And if you could just like be with this person for a while and just like get to know them. Oh yeah, right? Like, let me just get to know what it's like to have $20,000 a month in reoccurring revenue month after month. And what would that feel like? And how would I feel? And what would I be saying to myself? And what would be different? And what would that really, really look like? Not what would it take? How do I do it? I don't know. (laughs) But, oh man, this, let me try this on like, like a brand new set of clothes, like a real fancy jacket made out of money. Ooh, I like it. I love it. That's what I mean by harmonizing. And I would encourage you to do this like all the time. Really, and you can really play with this like it is like an outfit you're putting on. Because what you're doing is you're training your energy, your body, your physiology, all of it to already be at the end result. I'm not asking you to pretend that it's real and make it up and blah, blah, blah. I'm saying just get to know it a little bit. Like, hello, hello, 20K a month. It's nice to get to know you, right? I'm doing this all the time. All the things that I get excited about, all the things I actually already have. Like, I do this with things that I have that I'm already, that I want to be more grateful of. Like, I drive my scooter to work every day and when I'm not driving, I'm like, man, I just love that I get to drive this thing. It reminds me of Italy and I'm like free, just buzzing along the streets of Laguna and I love it, right? So we can do this with the things we already have. Can you do it with the things that you want? And perhaps one of the reasons why they're not coming in is because you're not doing this. Or it's scaring the crap out of you. So start with something that doesn't. Start with something that you're like, oh yeah, I could get used to this. 
and just do that. There's no heaviness there. There's no attachment. And I'm doing this all the time, all the time. In fact, here's one example. One of my good friends, he and I both have a vision and an idea of we want to have a house out in Sedona. And this is going to be like our retreat sanctuary home that we go out a few times a year. We'll probably do like retreats and workshops there in the future. We're already starting to talk about these things. And I had forgotten about it. It has slipped my mind. And he reminded me of it. I was like, oh my gosh, I have not been manifesting this. He's like, what? You haven't? Come on. And I said, okay, okay, I'm going to start now. And I just played with it for a minute. I was like, man, this is going to be so freaking cool when we have this place out in Sedona. And I love Sedona. And like one of the things I love the most is is that we're going to have all these toys out there. And by toys, I mean like ATVs and these things called slingshots with these like convertible three-wheeled vehicles, which are just, you got to Google them. They're the neatest thing ever. And electric skateboards and all these things that we can explore Sedona in all these different ways. And, you know, it's just such a neat town to explore all these different vehicles. The next day, you know, that was three minutes of my life right there. Oh, you know, too much time. I don't have time for that. The next day I see randomly on Instagram a post and I just, I smiled ear to ear and I sent this post to my friend and he's like, yes, that's us. And the post was a picture of a guy on an electric skateboard and next to him was a slingshot. And on the other side of him was an ATV. I kid you not. And I'm like, oh, it's working. There's proof. There's evidence. There's the driftwood that they were coming closer to land. So I harmonize with it. I play with it. I roll around in it. It's like it's got this own energy and like it's almost like pollen or something. And I just want to like in a field of flowers and I just want to like roll around in the flowers and get covered in pollen. (laughs) I told you guys this would be a weird one, but that's what I do. Okay. That's what I do. And things like that are really easy when it's like a home and toys because they're very tangible and they're very experiential. And one of the things that can get really challenging, of course, is when we're in a digital business with digital products, reaching customers that are completely digital. What does that feel like and look like? So there's two paths. First of all, you can just start to talk more about the things about what do you want to do with the money that you're making? Is it for your dream home? Is it for your spouse's new car? Is it to retire them? Like that's a huge motivating thing for a lot of members in my audience. And I just love that so much because technically I retired my spouse. Some, she came to work within the business, but she never has to work a day in her life. And that just makes me so freaking happy. So maybe start to harmonize with those things. Is it that we want money or is it we want what money can bring us? If that's the case, which it is, then why not harmonize with the things that we want it to bring us. Start there because that's what can be really motivating. Now, on top of that though, I do several visualizations and like just kind of energetic mind games that I do in my business to attract customers. I've never talked about this before as far as I know, but I hear the story or the question over again, how do I build my audience? How do I attract a following? And you know what? Like it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, how about stop being a follower? People follow leaders. Are you being a leader? How do you expect to build a following when you're not being a leader? And so that's part of the work I do when I want to reach more people. I imagine that me or my stuff is like this giant light And this light just reaches people like moths to a flame. Not that I'm calling you a moth. Please don't interpret it that way. But this light 
I visualize this and I feel it. I feel the like the light, almost like a net being cast out and reaching all these people. And I'll I'll visualize the globe and I'll I'll visualize little lights popping up all over the planet as I'm this light is reaching more people and then I'm drawing them towards my message and I'm drawing them towards my community and I'm drawing them towards us. And I'll do this constantly. I'll do this all the time. I'll do this in general. I'll do this with specific podcast episodes. I'll do it with specific pieces of content. I'll do it with our Facebook group. I'll do this all the time. I'll be expanding my energy and expanding who I am as this net, as this light that activates and turns people on and gets their attention and and draws them together. And you can do this in 30 seconds and you can do this throughout the day. You can do this before you write that next piece of content or before you send out that email. And you can do this whenever you want. And that's what I do. And it's one of the weird woo-woo things that I do. And when I look at how our podcast is growing, I look at the free Facebook group that we created went from zero to 7,300 people in eight or nine, 10 days. Like it's working. It's working. But if you're sitting there going, why, why, why won't they follow me? No one wants to follow that. It's your energy. It's a repellent and you got to get that. And I don't really care if I'm offending somebody because I'm not here to, you know, just tell you what you want to hear. I'm telling you what you need to hear. And if that repels somebody, then those are people I can't help. Because if you're not willing to change that, then nothing else is going to change. Okay, let's talk about meditation. I do meditate every day. I start a meditation in the morning. It's very short. I use a lot of Palo Santo. I'll sage or clear Palo Santo, the the room that I'm in, a little bit of the house, my house, and then myself. Just to like start the day like, make sure I'm clean. And then I sit down in meditation. I prefer, I don't do this every time because I like to do things different, but I, I usually do some sort of audio because I'm very audio and like, man, I just like, I let my ego little voice shuts up immediately when there's audio. So anything from binaural beats to a 528 Hertz soundtrack. Recently I've been doing Buddhist monk Om chanting, which is just like really gotten me into a state faster and I'm really enjoying it. And then sometimes I will do silence with no audio. So I like to do it all. It's not, you know, it's just like what I'm in the mood for. But one of the first things I do with that meditation is I ask for any type of guidance, inspiration or intuition to come through me. And I just sit and I wait for that. Like what is one thing I could do today? One thing I need to do, or how could I do something? And I wait for something to come up. It's usually an image or a thought or a nudge or just a very quiet, subtle idea. And I do that. And it's not always the first thing I do, but it's one of the first things I do. In fact, here's an example of one of the things is one day in the meditation, I had a thought that one of the members on my team needs to be introduced to meditation. I said, huh, we have a lot of people on the team. So it was like very specific. This individual, you need to introduce her to meditation. So that day I did. And for one week, we've been tracking her progress and a couple amazing things happened. So I just kind of like taught her some basics and say, here's what to do. And she shared some stories about how she'd been getting in her head and she'd been worried and stuff like that. And she actually had a 
an eye appointment and normally she gets really freaked out when she has an eye appointment, like she's going to go blind. She's like, for some reason I was just in that room. I had no fear when the doctors came back to tell me what was going on. Like there was just like no reaction to it. And she's like, and it was just from three or four days of quieting my mind. And she goes, and in work, I felt so much more productive, so much more clear. I wasn't getting in my head and I wasn't feeling overwhelmed. And she's like, this has been so helpful. I've never meditated before. And it's already making such a profound difference for me. And she's like, I don't know how I would have responded to that doctor if I hadn't learned this this week. Huh? Interesting. So I do that in the morning. I try to meditate two other times throughout the day. I go to the beach, which is me hitting three birds with one stone or rather feeding three birds with one stone where the beach is about nature for me first and foremost. So getting into a place of nature, grounding, centering yourself, whatever and just like getting still and getting quiet. So sometimes I'll meditate on my surfboard, even if it's just for two minutes at a time till a wave comes or on the sand. And it's really just to create a reset in the day so that I can keep going versus trying to do a marathon of like, God, it works seven hours a day or however, right? Like I usually do like one or two things in the morning and then I go to the beach, I have a surf break, meditate, you know, reset. And then if I'm up for it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can do a couple more hours today if I feel inspired to. Sometimes it's like, no, I'm good. I'm just going to stay at the beach. And then I do an evening meditation. Uh, sometimes I do too. I like to take baths. So that's a big thing. So that's another weird woo thing, I guess. Uh, I take a bath just about every night. I completely like sage the room or Palo Santo it. I have bath salts. I use essential oils, huge fan of essential oils like some peppermint, eucalyptus, uh, lavender, like but anything you get your hands on. And I like put a bunch in the tub. I let the sound of the water put me into a meditative state. There's like candles. So sometimes I'll do like a candle meditation where my eyes are open, but I'm just staring at the candle. And like that, I love, that's kind of like my favorite thing. Cause if you can't tell by now, I like love being in water. So I do that. And then I might do one before I go to bed or I just read before I go to bed. So that's kind of like the, my meditations throughout the day with some other cool stuff in there as well. Just speaking generally, I try to use as much Palo Santo as I can. So I'm using Palo Santo like in the office when I get off of calls, when I've, if I spend a lot of time like in my Facebook groups or I'm working with clients and stuff like that, I immediately sage myself before and after. There's also a cord cutting technique that you can do. It's like, you know, people are going to connect to you. You're going to be connecting to people and you like want to disconnect from that. So there's a cord cutting where I basically just imagine a cord from me connecting to all the people I've been working with. And I do like a judo chop, you know, like karate chop straight, like your palms, fingers out, cutting all these cords off, just kind of wiping, swiping, almost like windshield wipers in front of your body, like cutting off these cords or connections and just like clearing yourself of that. So I do that with really with, by the way, with the Palo Santo or the Sage, like I'm always setting the intention of just like removing negative energy and just like any other stale or whatever energy, just like keeping it clean, pure. So almost like looking at like a giant glass of tall glass of water and I'm filtering out anything else, anything that isn't the water, anything that isn't clear, anything that isn't pure water, I'm constantly trying to do and constantly working on. So that's the thing. Oh, another thing. Every morning I, uh, I pick an angel card. I have an angel card deck. I, I, I mean, there's a ton of them that you could do. Dorian Virtue, I think, is the one that we use, my wife and I. So I, I do my, before I go into my meditation, I actually do the cards. So what I do is I shuffle the deck, just to show you how I do it real quick. So I shuffle the deck. 
I kind of wait until I'm kind of asking like, have I shuffled it enough? And then when I kind of feel like, yeah, okay. So then I do it. I I'm good with the shuffle and I cut the deck wherever I feel inspired to cut the deck. And then the top of the deck that I pull out, I, I put aside and now I have the underside of the deck here and I knock three times, one, two, three, and I pull a card out. And that's my card for the day. I also do a three card, which is kind of like a more of a past, present and future. What have you been going through? What are you present to? And like, what do you need, you know, moving forward? But I like one card. It's just kind of one thing. And then I'll, I'll actually like bring that into the meditation. I, I'm also meditating with crystals, by the way. I usually always have one crystal in my hand. We have a ton of crystals throughout the house. In fact, I might as well get into the crystals. I create plenty of intentions with my crystals. I love my crystals, but we also do grits, crystal grids. And so the simple concept, like you can get books on how to do a crystal grid, but anytime you're in a launch or promotion or a project, that's a great, perfect example of an intention to create from the grid and have the grid really be this powerful thing that holds the intention for the outcome of the launch or the promotion or the project or whatever it is. So we create an outcome for our launch or promotion. And then I create an entire crystal grid for it, which is pretty cool. Again, you can get books on it on how to do a grid. There's no like right or wrong way. I learned a specific way using everything I learned from uh, Reiki and energy healing. But the simplest concept is this, is that crystals hold energy, which means they can hold a thought. They can hold an intention. They have power to them. And when you start to compound that by putting multiple together, all focused in one direction, you create a stronger intention. And Remember when I said earlier at the beginning of this episode, like if you're not 100% aligned, the way I look at crystals is like they're the buffer for your lack of alignment. They're what make up for the margin of error that you have for being human. So like when you're having a bad day, the crystal isn't having a bad day. When you're upset because and triggered by what someone said, they're not upset and triggered. They're still holding the pure outcome and intention. And that's the way I always look at it is they're kind of like the marker for like really what you're standing in and holding the space for. And when you can't hold the space, the crystal can hold it for you or the, or the crystal grid can. Okay. So I do the crystal grids. We do just like general crystals. I meditate with crystals. There's a lot there. Moving on. We have something really fun in the office, which is really taken off. We have a whiteboard in one of the, in one of the offices that we're basically now calling the magic manifesting board. We're basically whatever we write on the board, has been coming true and it's like crazy. I don't want to jinx it on the air. And so what the rest of the team does is they'll write a goal on there, but they don't just write a number. They say like, thank you for the 30,000 followers we now have on Instagram and whatever goes on there, it always gets manifested and it's always getting manifested faster than whatever due dates or expected deadlines. And so there's two things that's ha- There's three things. Number one, it's being written down on a board. It's very visual with the intention of it being created. Number two, it's stated from a place of it is done. Show me which powerful words, gratitude and appreciation that it's already here. Thank you for the right. It's done. Show me. And it's being amplified because there's multiple people and not just as it multiple people, but they're much more detached. Like imagine if 10 people were holding the space and manifesting for you. Like they're not, they wouldn't get in their heads. They wouldn't be worrying and freaking out like you. And that can become powerful. So I figured out, I I shouldn't be saying this secret weapon because this is one of our competitive advantages here. But I figured out a long time ago that when I can get my entire team to manifest together in the same direction, we're unstoppable. 
And so far we have been. So that might be something to consider for a moment. What is possible when it's not just you manifesting the outcome, but a team all holding that space together and all this other weird woo-woo stuff I'm sharing with you. One of the things I forgot to mention is one of the things I do, and this is only you know relevant for people that go in the water or something similar to this, I guess, is before I go into the ocean, I tend to set an intention or ask a question or just put something out there and then go into the water using the ocean as an intention to give me the clarity on that. And that's like really great practice. So like I just take a moment, I get present, like standing right with like my feet right about to go in the water and I'll just ask the question or I'll, I'll ask for something maybe to like heal something or let go of something. And then I go in the water with the intention of being in the ocean. You know, that's what's going to complete it. That's what's going to let it go or heal it or give me the answer. There's also something else I haven't talked much about, but it's talking to angels and archangels and I have something that is so powerful. I actually found it from my friend Fabian Fredrickson and she posted this, oh my gosh, like years ago and I screenshotted it and I started doing it and I don't do it as often as I should. Maybe like once or twice a quarter when I remember, but it's a prayer to Archangel Michael and I'm going to get it like screenshotted to you guys or something, but at the very least you can like write this down and you can use it but it's a prayer invoking Archangel Michael. And I'm going to read the whole prayer right now. And I'm going to tell you, practice, just test it. Be an experimenter. Say this prayer or read this prayer. You don't need to memorize it. Every day, every morning for seven days and watch what happens. Okay, so here's the prayer. Directly connected to the divine and to all that is, I now call upon Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael, please come in and connect with me now. I ask that you protect me, uplift me, and inspire me to live in alignment with my highest and greatest good. Surround me with your wings of love and stand before me, blessing my energy with your angelic qualities of strength, courage, and truth. Please clear my energy and vibration, completely releasing any and all negative energy, limiting beliefs, fears, illusions, and negative energetic imprints present in my energy and physical being. Please release anything that is blocking me from fully and completely experiencing the love and light present in every moment. Release all that no longer serves me into the light of the divine and fill the void with unconditional love, light, and compassion. Archangel Michael, I ask that you use your sword of light to cut away any and all doubt, fear, guilt, or negativity that are around me. Cut any and all cords draining my energy and vitality across the lines of time and assist me now in reintegrating into my being any of my light and personal power that has been drained. Please guide me on my path and help me to accomplish my authentic purpose according to divine will for the highest and greatest good. And so it is. Thank you. Amen. So I'll make sure you guys get that, but there's the audio of it. I don't know if you want to like listen to it or write it down on it. I'll let you figure out what you want to do with it. Um, but there you go. Those are some of the things, not all the things, but some of the things and they might be worth trying on, you know, from visualizing to using crystals to meditating and just asking great questions and sitting in silence and being in nature. I mean, these are simple things and they like quiet that monkey mind of yours and you'll feel more at peace. You'll be more happy. You'll start living your life more from the inside out. And we already know what that is and what that means. When you realize that the external world is a mirror reflecting back to you, 
what's already going on on the inside. We know that it's not our job to judge or fix or change the mirror. That's impossible. We got to change what's going on inside of us first. These are things that have helped me to do that over the years. And yeah, they've helped me grow my business. They've helped me reach more people. They've helped me have more money and abundance in my life. If money is energy and we can harness the power of energy, we can have more money. We can help more people. So why would you not do this, right? Now I know I'm preaching to the choir here, so I know you'll all do this. So thank you so much for tuning in, letting me share with you some of my personal practices and weird woo-woo stuff that I do. I hope you'll take even just one of these things this week. Like don't get overwhelmed. This is years of just putting stuff on and what's easy and not doing it all. I'm not trying to do it perfectly. And just picking something and going with it. Something that you resonate with. Maybe use your intuition right now to see what's something that really I feel called to nudge towards or inspired by. And just pick that one thing and see what happens. All right. So thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for hanging out with me here. We've got more amazing episodes coming your way. So if you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us, make sure to do that. And thank you for those who've left a review. That's really helping us. We're going up massively in the rankings. Last week, we were number 16th in the self-help category, which is just like freaking awesome. I'm so proud of our team for all the work they've put into this and all of you guys who've been supporting and getting the message out. So thank you so much. And I'll see you on our next episode, the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. The most, in my opinion, the most generous business training that I have ever seen put out on the market. When I sold my first $200, I said, well, it's possible. Then I sold the first 10000 and 20000 and 30000 And when I actually think that, that I have actually done some of this work in my house or in my office, in a pair of shorts, serving and adding value to people, all I can say is that it's possible. It's powerfully shifted my business journey completely 180. Eight out of 10 businesses will fail within their first 18 months. That's because there's one vital mistake that all struggling entrepreneurs are making and they don't even realize it. They're ignoring the fact that most people are simply not wired for entrepreneurship. Join me this October 8th for the special eight-part mini-series designed to show you how the successful six and seven-figure entrepreneurs actually think about business, growth, and success, and how you too can step into the role that you were meant for in your business. Get ready for the rise of the digital CEO. For more information, visit jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now.